Hello and welcome to Hang Out with the Maydays, the show where comedy group the Maydays like to hang out with their friends and have some fun. On the show this week are Rebecca McMillan. It's me, hello. Jules Munns. Hey everybody. Terence Lamont Jr. Hey, hey, hey. Damon Royster. Hello, hi, it's me. And also me, Lloydy James Lloyd. Hello. So we're hanging out, um, finding out a few rather interesting escapades that people have got into uh, over the last week, including I've just found out, and which is why we had to start recording immediately, that Rebecca has been trespassing. So um, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, it's just basically the life skills that I've lost from not doing my normal routine, my normal things. Um, and one of these things is being able to get from A to B in my car because there's been not very much need to drive um, for many of us, uh, including myself. And so I was trying to meet somebody at a service station on one side of a motorway. Um, my sat-nav took me to the other side and I just went on autopilot and followed it, even though I know where I was going. Uh, and then basically a combination of roads being closed, being undertaken by someone and just being generally confused meant that I ended up um, trying to get into the back entrance. This is about 45 minutes later. Um, um, of this of the other side service station so the staff entrance and the, like, I was so upset at this point I was just on the verge of tears and so I was like and it said CCTV I hope you're smiling and then there was like this like sort of pictures like uh colleague parking only and I'm just like I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to go in. So I blatantly drove into this heavily sort of CCTV'd area in the hope that maybe at the bottom of their car park, I could literally see in front of me where I was supposed to be going. And I thought, if I just go down the bottom, then maybe, maybe um, I'll be able to get through. But I couldn't. I reached a chained gate. But that was technically trespassing. And then I had to go back into town. In the end, I rang my poor husband and he had to do a kind of rally, a distance rally car drive, <laughs> driving. You know the person that sits in the rally car with a map going left, right, next, right. And basically he was doing that while I was driving around these motorways. <laughs> and I eventually got there an hour and a half after I was supposed to meet the person. And this is not very stereotypical of me. I'm not I'm not generally particularly useless at getting into places or finding my way. Um so that was that yeah, I think I'm I'm blaming the pandemic anyway. I, I just find it so sad that there was a sign that said you're on t CCTV, smile, and there's someone looking at that CCTV camera seeing you bawling your eyes out yeah. because you can't get to see your friend. This makes it sound really odd that I would like go willingly go and meet someone at a service station. But in Gloucestershire, where I live, we have like the world's nicest uh, service station. It's Gloucester Services. And it's basically they've created a man-made hill with like a glass front. And there's a, like a fancy farm shop in there and stuff and a little cafe with an outside bit, which is why um, why we were meeting there. It's not like we went to meet by a petrol pump or something. <laughs> Any questions for Rebecca after that tale? No, hot no. Surely other people have had this. <laughs> Surely. Surely other people have tried to engage in their everyday lives and gone, oh my goodness, like I've forgotten my PIN number because I've been paying with like, I don't know, my over the, over the internet or just me? Okay, again. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, it's, it's not so much about like, forgetting those things although because I haven't left my house in god knows how long but um I'm sure that stuff will come it's more I have no desire to engage with most of the things that I did before the pandemic I've gotten to be such a, a house cat that um mm. I live in a small town it's like a maybe a four minute walk to what we laughingly call the high street and and 
if I like, oh, I have to go and get some, uh, I have to go to the supermarket or I have to go to the opticians, which I had to do a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm, I'll just resent that journey. I'm just like, yeah. oh man, I'm not going to walk the whole way along there. I've got stuff in my house and there's coffee here. And why would I ever want to leave this little, I guess it's like Stockholm syndrome for your house, isn't it? Well, you see, I think Terence has got that, haven't you, Terence? See, that's exactly where I see. I'm so silent because, like, there's not much to add for me because I'm like, this is just so true. This is so real. This is who I am. Um, in the sense of like, I'm not going. I'm not going too far past a certain like radius outside of my house for things. If it's not in the immediate vicinity, it's not necessary, you know, <laughs> or uh, um, like I have to, like I'm dreading getting my second uh, vaccine shot because it's mm. so far away from where I currently am. And I'm just like, I know I need it. It's going to be over. But like, then I have to go back out into the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, well, but my, uh, my my partner, Heather, um, had her first vaccine shot on uh, uh, the Saturday before we were recording this. Uh, and it was on a train, which was a, a six-minute train ride. We had to walk to the train station, well, take a six-minute train They vaccinated on a train. Yeah, they vaccinated on, on a train. It's the most yeah. efficient way of doing it. It's kind of like Snowpiercer. Um, People uh, of the world, <laughs> join in the vaccine train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very efficient um, y'all are doing things very efficiently over there yeah that, that's what the uk is like england is famous for efficiency so we, we, we went there and, and we had we had like uh, we had sat, we sat down and had like a cup of coffee and then we came back from the, this town called haywards heath um and it was like a maybe a two-hour journey including the vaccination and stuff and then we sat on the sofa and like woof that was a big that was a huge day that was a massive day and then we just watched tennis for like four hours straight because we couldn't cope with anything else after that. Terence, you've been watching a lot of TV though, right? Oh, so much TV, y'all. So like uh, my Netflix queue is off the chain right now, uh, but the one that really got me, uh, I don't know if everyone here watches The Circle, but uh, The Circle is ha has been my obsession since last year. And then uh, uh, it was like pre-pandemic life. It like showed us what pandemic life was gonna be and then it happened to us. So like we are them <laughs> and they are us. Uh, it's 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 just phenomenal. Everyone on it, uh, you like. I want to hate them, but I can't hate them. I love them so much. It's just it's reality television done perfectly. Can you give us a two right, sentence okay. like description of what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I have heard it spoken about so much, and I, I do not know what the circle is. So it is a reality competition show where um, a handful of contestants, I can't give you a solid number because it changes, um, but uh, a handful of contestants compete for $100,000 in a um, social media-esque uh, experiment where they can only view each other by their profiles. They can't see each other. They don't know each other for real. They don't know if whether whether or not someone else is a catfish or not. And they all are competing based off of their personalities and their conversations to see who wins a hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that the like circle. real life? Like that is what social media is. It's just you don't get a hundred thousand dollars. You get like a few more people coming to your workshop. <laughs> it's a phenomenal social experiment. Like seriously, <laughs> a great reflection of who we are. Uh, yeah. The 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 cast is phenomenal. The first season had uh, my favorite contestant of all time, Shuby. Um, Shuby was just just the purest of heart the purest of souls just uh, i he ran for like governor i think of california at some point in time but he's like at like 18 i think he was shuby's just amazing is this also a, a franchise that is being done in other countries 
Oh, indeed it is. Um, <laughs> hey, oh, hey oh, Damon, you sound like an expert. I am. I just uh, I finished in between watching season two of The Circle US. They were because they dropped every, a few episodes every week. I was watching um, The Circle France, and uh, oh man, I love The Circle France. Um, there's Circle France, there's Circle Brazil, there's Circle UK, which I can't find anywhere, but someone said I need a VPN situation, and then I'll watch that. I think it, it originated in the UK. What's the difference between all the, the different versions? Like, are there like little differences between like the French one and the Brazilian one and the US one? The Brazil one, they all dance a lot more. Apparently, sometimes they have the ability to like play music in there because they're in like little apartments uh, in this one building and they have the ability to like, you know, dim the lights and play music. Very big brother. And in Brazil, when the music plays, they lose their minds and they're like, <laughs> like I love Carnival. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Brazilian culture, but they, they love to move. Oh, I'm so here for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. This is making me wonder Taurus. if in, 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 in the next UK version of it, they should force people to dance just to make sure they're really, really unhappy. Because that's not, that's not, a, I feel like Brazil and England may be the opposite cultures in many ways. Okay. I, I think you're right. I, I did love the, in the France one, uh, French people, like they're having a good time, but when they're like debating over who's a catfish, they get so serious. Their whole demeanor just switches. Like, no, I know what I'm talking about. This person is not real. No, sacre bleu. That was a terrible French accent. I am so sorry. <laughs> so if, if, if one of us on this call, if one of us uh, on the, on this podcast was a, a catfish so far, circle experts, who would you call it? I guess I'm, I'm trying to work out what, what gives away a, a bad catfish. Uh, they suggest they suggest the topic in the first place. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Jules, Jules, I'm naming you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say Lloydie because he's not really talking about his day in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rumbled. <laughs> he also didn't do a terrible French accent. So if that's the case, I think that I would be the catfish in that yeah, It was so bad. Terrence has to be real. Uh, that's it. Uh, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all these different versions, I'm worried that Terrence isn't going to leave the house. So let's not tell him about too many more because I don't want to massively impact his, his social life after the pandemic. Too late! <laughs> uh, the podcast has already done damage jules how are you uh coping with like getting out and about because you are now a dad of what four months yeah that's exactly right um uh so little man is a a day older than a year which is going to be really fun to say for this year and then it's going to become irrelevant as a kind of cool phrase um well th- like i said we we don't really go anywhere because we live in this tiny town which i won't mention the name of and I don't think I did before um which we lovingly refer to as suicide town because there's <laughs> nothing here there's absolutely nothing here when um the health visitor which is an uh, NHS person comes to visit you after after we just moved in and to check on the baby and stuff um <laughs> we jokingly said that all we'd seen of of our town was Wilco which is kind of like a big box store um for the Americans uh, and we jokingly said, "Oh yeah, that's pretty much all we've uh, we've seen of this town because we had to go there twice to get like a thing for the sink and a thing for the shower and stuff." And, and she completely straight-facedly said, "Yeah, it's pretty much the the best shop in in this town." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh but, that's mm, that's, that's changed. I quite like Wilco's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm calling it. You're the catfish. You're trying to make me say I like Wilco's. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Wilco's have helped me out a number of times. I am the least practical man alive, and I just don't have many tools or anything like that in in my apartment. So when something goes wrong, I'm like, well, I don't have a thing to fix that, and I immediately go to Wilco's. That is that is my get out of jail. Card. It's a lifesaver shop. It's one of those shops where you're like, we're not going to be able to get this thing in time, and it's like, wait. Is Wilco still open? <laughs> and then if it is, you're fine. So uh, yeah, it's a it's an immensely practical and otherwise completely like I don't know I don't know I, I know what you mean I know what you mean Jules I totally I, I get what you're saying but um yeah I have a fondness for it because it's like saved my bacon a number of times. <laughs> I just have so many questions about this Wilco's. Uh, is it <laughs> like? Is it, I, I would assume, is, I'm assuming like a Home Depot in America. Is that yeah, what that's, it's kind of? That's like kind of thing. hardware? Okay. Yeah, so it's got like hardware stuff, but it's also got, um, I'm going to kind of go try and go through the aisles one by one. Um, it's got like It's got like gardening stuff. It's got like soft furnishings and kitchen yeah. stuff. It doesn't have like food food, um, but it does have like a big load of sweets or candy. Um, yeah, I mean, I say stationery, like paint and stuff, oh, and crafts, yeah, crafts, crafts stuff, and yeah, it's okay. everything that doesn't go off. Paint, so, some summer garden furniture. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to sit out in in your yard in the summer, then you you get that furniture from from Wilco's because they're they're going to do you a nice little table and they're going to do you some comfy chairs that you can sit out in. So, Lloydie, Lloydie, you and I have known each other a while, but you've just used the words yard rather than garden and apartment rather than flat in quick succession. So I'm calling that you're not the real Lloydie James Lloydie. Catfish, catfish. Uh Oh, no. I said yard for the benefit of our guests, and I uh, I always say apartment because technically I don't live in a flat. It's a maisonette, but if I say maisonette, I sound a little bit too show-offy, so I say apartment. Damon and Terence, you would have understood the word garden, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I could. Yeah. Oh, someone back me up here. Come on, someone back me up. I'm still stuck on Wilco's because here's my thing. I just want to know if like the home section of Wilco's is called Wilcozy. Oh. oh, it should be. It should someone, be. What's the marketing theme? I want to talk to yeah. the marketing team. The marketing yeah. the marketing theme, um, I think you said team, but I heard it as theme. The marketing theme of Wilco's is red. Everything's red. That's as sophisticated <laughs> as the marketing goes. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's, that's, good. that's good. That's a good start, though. That's a good start. Yeah, you gotta have uh, you got to have a brand color. Uh-huh, well, uh-huh. I, I want to just bring it back. So you, so you call your yard a garden, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I guess I would have been, because when garden, that to me means like, okay, this is where we're planting. But like, you call it a garden, even if you're not planting anything. Correct. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's called aspiration. <laughs> Just like you got a scrubby little bit of concrete, and you go, yeah, this is my garden. <laughs> I mean, like I would have gotten it, but I would have given you more credit. Like, oh man, they're really good gardeners. Yeah, the, the the phrase, "Oh, come into the garden." Oh, we'll host you in the garden. There's even an old English song called "Come into the garden, Maud," which is all about someone called Maud going into a into a yeah. garden? <laughs> no, it's, it, that, that's one of those. That's one of those uh, musical songs which is actually absolutely filthy. But when it the is. judge calls you up to to sing it in court, you can sing it and make it not sound filthy, so you can get past the censors. That's the thing with coming to the, uh, come to the garden more, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. And my dad used to sing it at venues uh, to try and get away with it um, back in the day. <laughs> 
because that's the kind of guy he is. Well, um, uh, uh, Damon <laughs> and, and Terence, yeah. I have sent you a, a web link to Wilco's so you can explore to your heart's delight. And if anybody does not know what Wilco's is, um, I think we should probably put a link in the show notes <laughs> of the podcast as well, just so that you're able to understand, you know, context. It's not a promotion. We are in no way affiliated We're no affiliated. <laughs> we should thank them, though. They get really excited. If they would like yeah. to sponsor us, then, you know, my kitchen is still incomplete. So there's a bunch of stuff that they could just give us. I actually do need a new kitchen. So um, <laughs> hi, 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 Wilco's. Um, very, very big fan. Uh, look, we could we could chat about Wilco's all day, but it's going to turn into an advert. I'm just wondering if it's about time that we we did a parlor game, some kind of short form game, because Damon has been performing short form only just recently, haven't you? Uh, uh, yes. Oh, oh boy, have I? Yes. <laughs> are you going to tell us where because oh. that the oh boy yes is like yeah yeah no i just love to leave people hanging no uh so i um yeah this past weekend on saturday uh i was invited to do a live show my first one in about a year a live improv show at a prom and let's just i'll take you through my thought process when i was first texted texted this i truly thought it was like for adults like some business corporation was like yeah we're calling it a prom i'm using air quotes no one can see this but i'm using air quotes like a prom um and it was only after i said yes that i realized oh it's a, a literal prom and i told this to my mom and she was like oh you'll okay you're the after party like after the prom then there'll be an improv show no 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 it this was the prom they walk in the first thing they see is a short form improv show no yeah uh it was in the suburbs of chicago um uh palatine illinois for terrence uh maybe uh, <laughs> i'm familiar i'm familiar yeah, yeah yeah so it was in this banquet hall at a hotel and you know we get there everyone's so like oh my god the the faith they had in us to deliver a, a show-stopping show was so sweet um <laughs> 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 i love this the kids are going to love these, you know, tired-eyed 30-something comedians <laughs> schlebbing in from the city. They're going to lose their minds. We're going to name drop the second city. We were not officially a second city production. We were just four people who have individually worked at second city at different times in our life. Um, but second city did not send us to the show. And, you know, it's a large banquet hall. And wouldn't it be great if all four players were mic'd? That would have been great. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, oh. Of us. Yeah, we just have we've fun. all turned up to a gig like that, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean the May Days once did a gig, um, are like kind of we always have the running list of like our what like most crazy ever gigs. And once we had to do a gig that was like on pallets like so there wasn't even a stage it was a couple of pallets next to each other um at, at, like a kind of like i'd say a, like a, a, a country fair it was um the ditchling summer fair or something like that and there was like basically um, they were like oh here you go here's here's your performance place all right okay thanks bye so there's no set show time so i guess we were just meant to kind of continually <laughs> perform on one side of us there was a booth where there was a guy selling um karaoke units and you could like <laughs> test out the karaoke and on the on the other side there was like a miniature dog like um 
like a kind of ground where there are little mini jumps and stuff. And then every so often they have miniature dog trials. So all these little sausage dogs or dachshunds or whatever they were came out and would like try and jump over these little things. And they had someone commentating on all the different dogs. They had those little like numbers, like little jackets with numbers on and they were like doing races and stuff. And um, yeah, so that that was an that was an interesting gig. <laughs> There's no way I would want to compete with show jumping dogs. They're, I'm just yeah. I'm, I would have given up. I don't know. Teenagers, teenagers might be worse, though. How did it go, Damon? Because that's the one thing you haven't told us. Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying. I thought we were going to skip that. Uh, so how it went. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so we get up there. Let me name drop. It, I think Terrence, you know, all these people. It was uh, myself, uh, Jack, Jacqueline, Jack Felker, Mary Catherine Coran, and Alex Garday. Um, shout out to my soldiers in arms. We did it. Uh, we so we get up to the stage and um we're like we do like a lion game like a pun game at the top um uh, it, it goes fine and then we try to do blind blind we're like we write lines of dialogue and slips of paper and leave it on the stage and we pick it up and like uh try to incorporate it into the scene we it was me and jack in the first scene and we were trying to do it without a mic and people were shouting we can hear you which you'd love oh, to hear familiar Oof. scene um, so then we grab the mic and then, you know, we're trading off the one microphone, um, for our lines and slowly, but surely all the teens in the back lose interest. And I'm just kind of like, why did you say, why did you shout? You couldn't hear us if you're not going to, you know, tune in. But, uh, <laughs> it was just, it was a sweaty affair. I got a good workout cause I must've lost so much weight from all the sweat that was coming out <laughs> of my body. And then at the end, we were like, clear. we had a, also John Love uh, was our MD. We had a little piano player with us, um, giving them the greatest show that they never watched. And as we were leaving, this one, one of the teens uh, offered Jack a fist bump and I was right behind her. So she fist bumped him and I was like, oh, me too. And he kind of just mean mugged me. Um, He he straight up scowled at me. And I was, I just waved at him and then I, I left. This is what I love the teens. I'm I'm glad that that was my first post pandemic gig. So like, it can't get any worse than that. (laughs) That's, that's also, you just start at that level because like, also it's so sad because that audience just does not know what they had in that cast first Mm. off. Right. So like, that's always the, the audience always loses in their uh, expectation of, to be fair, going to prom to seeing this performance. But also, uh, I, I, because I know we all groaned at the very beginning of this because we felt that show. But one of the things that I always think about in um, looking back to these types of performances, and I want uh, Damon, if you can, if you can think of this person, who was that one person who was really into the show? Like, who was that one person, even though everything was going like whatever, that person who was the first to give suggestions, the first laugh, like, who was that person? And that and let's shout out that person. I mean, I didn't get her name, but I I just in my head, blonde hair, blue dress, front row. That's 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 it. Blonde hair, blue dress. Thank you for doing the service of the entire crowd, because that one person is who that show is always for. Let's see if we can somehow purge that memory by doing a a game of our own we um have got executive producer ed to get a suggestion uh from the internet 
and he has done. Basically, I am going to interview all of you. You're all, all four of you are experts in a particular area and you are all corrupt archaeologists. This is the first time that they're hearing this. You are all corrupt archaeologists. The interview show begins now. I just ask um, what you've been doing on the uh, on the dig. What what exactly has been happening? Because we've we've arrived at the site and um, I can see a lot of soil, but I don't exactly know what's going on. Well, we've been um, obviously we've been looking very hard around here, and despite the the best evidence that this was a, a great place to be looking, it's uh, I mean nothing's coming up. We haven't found. I haven't found anything at all. So what have we been doing? Wasting our time. Isn't that right, everyone? Absolutely. Yeah, no, gotta say. Didn't find not a thing. Not a thing. It's Where's just that? that this is quite a, a a famous historical site. I'm quite amazed mm-hmm. that you um that you haven't found anything. Well, okay. Well, when, when, when he says he hasn't found anything, um, just we haven't found anything of uh, significant value. So, um, I mean, obviously you can see we've moved quite a lot of earth. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have been working, but uh, we haven't found anything that we think is genuine to present to the world. So, so we yeah, found that, a few. That, that, uh, that sarcophagus, that sarcophagus yeah. over there, that is definitely <laughs> like, that is recent. That is at best mm. a movie prop. That is nothing... It's Nothing from Wilco. Be... You can see mm. it's from Wilco. It's got the label mm-hmm. still, still mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White, white I, I didn't know Wilco did sarcophaguses, sarcophagi. I, I don't know the, the terminology. I'm just a little disturbed because you have got a large number of tools, a large number of very large vehicles that would be able to carry off a lot of items. And it, are you sure you've not found anything? You would think that, wouldn't you, with all these you know vehicles and equipment? But, you know, uh, they don't come cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We still have a lot of back payments on these. So I think once we get that, once we get, you know, this equipment covered, I think we might uncover more things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well said, well said. We're actually, um, we're all really into uh, big, big trucks. So um, that's just a side hobby that we have. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we've, we've got them here. We're comparing, you know, I've got some nice um, rims on mine there and uh, I've put a base tube in the back and I'm um, thinking putting some lights underneath but yeah that's completely really in a way unconnected to the archaeology that's just our kind of special interest is that we like to um like to have nice big vehicles very big vehicles movie props and uh, and and lots of accessories I mean it, it all seems very expensive for people who are simply moving earth and not finding anything why don't you go ahead and say what you've been wanting to say since you got here why don't you just make that allegation so we can deal with this as a set of experts to someone who works for the British Broadcasting Corporation? All I am saying is, have you uncovered something valuable and used it to buy these vehicles? Well, I would just say I thought that I had um, uncovered the very first iPhone in my dig, but it turns out it was just my iPhone. And I realized that when I selected the contacts and I, re- and I you know, called mom, uh, or mum, uh, and I realized that uh, it was my mother that I was talking to. And I've just been standing here in front of this just large bag of all of just dirt. It's nothing but dirt. <laughs> Everything that we found is nothing but dirt. And we are trying really hard to, um, what they said, you know, get 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 the people what they want. 
show you what all this money has been used for, you know? I think actually, like when 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 I'm looking at it now, um, I think we've been digging on the wrong side of the motorway, and like maybe mm-hmm. we just followed our sat nav to the wrong to the to the wrong entrance, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe we're just just the wrong people in the wrong place. It's an easy I, thing to do. It happens. All I the guess time. so. Well. Unfortunately, um, I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of this right now because we're running out of time on the show. Uh, Next up on the BBC, it's the next episode of The Circle. Uh, Archaeologists, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, That is um, ridiculous. Uh, Thank you so much for doing that. That was beautiful. (laughs) And I believed all of you. You're very convincing. (laughs) I am also a terrible journalist and that's why I moved out of the field a long time ago. That's about all we've got time for. Um, but before we go, we've got some amazing things that uh, our guests are doing. So uh, can you tell us what you are up to, uh, where we can find you, you know, where we can find you on social media? Uh, Damon. Hello, yes. Uh, you can find me at DaymanRoyster on Instagram and then DaymanRoyster88 on Twitter. That's D-A-Y-M-A-N-R-O-Y-S-T-E-R. And I am doing um, a workshop, actually, with uh, I believe it's an Emperor Clinic. I know it's going to be on July 4th. Um, cool. uh, so I just agreed to that last weekend. Um, so just look for my name on the website. I'm sure it'll be there. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, Jules, what are you up to? Um, I have got nothing. Uh, a spoiler for the process of journalism for anyone listening. Uh, this was recorded a little before it's being put out. So I don't have anything organized that far out, but my classes are all at the nurserytheatre.com or the maydays.co.uk, which is the same set of classes in two different places. Rebecca. I am super excited to be uh, doing the improv clinic, uh, coming up with Damon. That's where basically you bring your improv goals and dreams and wants and frustrations and we do what we can to help you. Um, so that's that's going to be happening when he said. Uh, and I teach, yeah, generally genre and other things like that through the May Days uh, and the nursery. Um, so that's the place, best place to find me. You can probably find me on Facebook, but I am useless at social media and therefore not a likely future contestant of the circle. And Terence. Yo, yo. So uh, I, too, will be doing a podcast with the, the Nursery and May Day on uh, July 11th. You can find all of that information where we're finding all of these great podcasts and uh, podcasts, uh, workshop information, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then also uh, no shows or anything coming up, but you can look at my website. I spent a lot of time on Squarespace doing it. It's TerrenceLamontJr.me uh, to see what else I got going on. I love a Squarespace website. I love it. And, and again, we're not sponsored by them, but I do really love them. They're so, kind of like so the Wilco of, of Bill Drone websites, aren't they? Yeah. They, they, they've got everything you need. I have been Absolutely. looking at this Wilco wallpaper for like the last like four seconds. And <laughs> my goodness, it's just great. and finally i am lloydy james lloyd i i am also the host of another podcast you can hear the improv chronicle podcast it's what the world of improv sounds like it's basically a 20 minute documentary every week based on a different improv subject and that's about it from the maydays this time you can follow us on social media using the handle at maydays improv for improv classes shows and conversation and for anything else go to the maydays.co.uk and remember to like share and follow this podcast for more until then Thanks for listening. Let's hang out again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.